Dialogue Podcast. I am so excited to announce that this episode is all about my solo concert experience seeing Bruno Mars this past weekend. I'm a huge Bruno fan, and in this episode, we will talk about my fan history and how my first concert went. Stay tuned to hear all about the concert. I'm so excited to hear you talk about your concert experience. I feel like I only know a little bit of it, but I know it's going to be a great episode and a great story to hear. Yes, thank you. So I guess I'll give a little bit of backstory before I just jump into the concert. Okay, so backstory, I'm 22, um, and the year is 2021. Doo-Wops and Hooligans came out in 2010. And I was, like, 11. Mm -hmm. I was in middle school. And Doo-Wops and Hooligans is Bruno Mars' debut album. And I loved the whole thing. I remember sitting at my computer. Like, these are literally the memories I associate with a lot of the songs. Like, I'd be sitting on the computer listening to the Doo-Wops and Hooligans album while I was playing Papa's Taco Mia. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whenever I hear Talking to the Moon, now I think of like putting sour cream on the tacos on the video game (laughs) that's around the time i made an itunes account and doops and hooligans was the very first and only album for quite a while that i had on itunes so it was just like bruno was like my foundation to having my own music which I think is important because I think that's such like a transitional point in your life mm-hmm. when you start having your own music because before that you just listen to whatever your parents listen to but Bruno was my first artist who was mine if that makes any sense yeah so I think that's why my connection with him is so like uh. <laughs> um so yeah um so like I said I'm 22 I just graduated back in May and uh i could be wrong let me check i think 24 karat magic came out in like 2016 and when i i'm subscribed obviously to bruno mars's mailing list or whatever it's called (laughs) and yeah it came out in 2016 i was just verifying and i saw he was doing concerts like a vegas residency this summer starting in july and it was, in the beginning, it was only the month of July. And I was like, oh, I wish I could go. Like, I want to go. And I thought about flying out to Vegas. But I was like, I just can't. Like, I'm not in a financial position to fly out to Las Vegas and buy tickets to go see Bruno Mars. Like, it's just not going to happen. But then, um, weeks and weeks later, I was in Target shopping and I got an email and it was like new dates have been added and when I looked at it I thought he's going to be in National Harbor Maryland and I said National Harbor Maryland that's just a hop skip and a jump away from me (laughs) I was really excited so like I got the details I saw when the tickets were going to go on sale I was like okay we have to do this I looked at the tickets. They were expensive. They were expensive AF. But I said, you know, this can be my graduation gift to myself. I I feel like I deserve it. You know, I was like, I've loved Bruno Mars for literally 10 years. I've never seen him in concert. Mm -hmm. There are other people that I know who I won't mention who have seen him in concert. And I don't even feel like they were as deserving as me. Oh, my God. (laughs) See Bruno Mars. I'm talking about, like, one of my other friends. Not the person. Yeah. You know, 
he was at Lollapalooza one year. So, like, I just feel like people who aren't even that big of fans have seen him that I know, and I hadn't seen him at this point, and I was like, I truly deserve this. Like, I should be able to go see Bruno Mars. So, I got the tickets, and then I was like, oh, dear, what have I gotten myself into? Because I was like, now I have to find housing while I'm up there. Now I have to find a way to get to D.C. slash Maryland. I have to figure a lot of stuff out. I have to get off from work. Everything. But uh, it all worked out, obviously. It happened. I just think the fact that you were even considering flying out to Vegas shows how big of a fan you were. Um, are you know what I mean like that's a big step like we do not live anywhere near the west coast so that's like that shows yeah, how like we're from serious Virginia, everybody. You, yeah you were very serious about being able to see him I was dead ass so I guess you're gonna try to walk through the day in full so we can like see how it went okay so <laughs> um the concert was Friday August 6th 2021 I left Danville, Virginia, on August 5th, that Thursday morning at 7.30. I took a bus. I took the bus up there. Now, I have a job, everybody. (laughs) I have have a job. And it's remote, so I got to do all my work on my computer. But I still have to be, like, physically logged in and, like, on Zoom. They can see my face and everything like that. And I work from 8.30 in the morning to 5.15 in the evening. So, so long hours. I mean, I guess not long hours, like regular hours. Anyway, I'm on the bus. I'm at work. It's not fun. It's not fun going to work on the bus. But you're like, I got to do it for Bruno. <laughs> and the same thing happened Friday. Fortunately, the concert wasn't until 8. But I was at work again Friday from 8.30 to 5 p.m. But at least I wasn't traveling on a bus. I was in my Airbnb just sitting at work. Um, so when we're finally done at 5, excuse me, I'm able to start getting ready, get dressed, get like prepared and Haley will be able to tell you I'm not a big makeup person I wanted to get into makeup a while back Mm -hmm. but it just didn't happen but I was like I don't I don't wear makeup that often I wear it for special occasions like I wore makeup to take graduation pictures and I was like I have to wear makeup for this concert but see for graduation pictures Haley was there to help me and it turned (laughs) out really nice so it was beautiful this, I was solo dolo. Like, I had to do my makeup myself. You and... slayed it, Halcyon. She looked so good. Like, her makeup looked so good. You weren't, like, you, like I feel like for your graduation makeup, we put, went really natural, really neutral, just to make sure, like, it was okay. But you did, like, a fun little color on the lid. Like, you really did that. I loved it. I loved your Thank outfit, too. You. I thought it was so cute. I was trying. I was trying. I was. I was really getting nervous, but... You know, in the back of my head, I just had to keep thinking, like, Bruno would say, you're amazing just the way you are. So Aww. I was like, okay, just just do what you have to do. And I was, like, stressing out because I was like, oh, I still have to pick up my tickets. The line's going to be super crazy long. Um, Yeah, but I was getting ready. I was. That's also a thing. Like, Thursday when I was packing, I was struggling so much to find an outfit to wear to the concert because mm-hmm. I... I was like, what do you wear to a Bruno Mars concert? And I don't know, because I had, like, some merch, I guess. But I have um, 
like the doo-wops and hooligans sweatshirt it's long sleeves mm-hmm. and i have like the joggers with lyrics on them but those are both like super warm and i was like i don't want to wear anything super warm i still ended up wearing merch though y'all because i wore my chunky earrings <laughs> yes sir and I, I wore a pinky ring but it, it it's not like a bruno mars pinky ring it's just a pinky ring that i owned <laughs> so yeah I feel like I lost my train of thought. Where was I? Um, you were talking about getting ready for the concert, and um, I think you were just about to talk about the line and waiting. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I finally get ready, call my Uber. I'm stressing out because she's taking so long to get there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just need to get to this concert. Because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I already had a late start to the day because I was at work, but everything was fine. I got there. I got in line. Um, I'm not a rich person at all, everyone. I'm, I grew up super poor. <laughs> I won't say super, but poor. And MGM, I felt like all these people, super rich. And I've also, I know how much the tickets were. Like, I looked at them, and I didn't have the best seats in the house. I was way up in the balcony in Section 304. Mm. But I know that those floor seats that were still full... People paid a pretty penny for them. So I just knew I was surrounded by a bunch of rich people. And I felt like kind of nervous. I was like, I don't belong here. But I guess that's a different story. But yeah, so I'm there. I'm in line. The line's really long, but it's not unbearable. I go up to the front. I get my tickets. I have a funny story because I was so hopeful that since I was just a solo person and I saw that it wasn't sold out the last time I checked on Ticketmaster, that they were going to just, like, upgrade my seat because they were like, <laughs> only single seats are available and we'll just, like, move her up because it's a thing. And I got my ticket <laughs> and I saw on my ticket it said Section 1 and I was about to cry. I was like, oh, my gosh, they upgraded my seat. Oh, oh my, my God. I was going crazy. Little did I know that it was two tickets, and the one behind that one that said Section 1 was the actual ticket, and I was actually in Section 304 in in the seat that I had bought. So that was a little disappointing, but it was okay. Um, So I go in. I sit. I meet some really nice ladies while I'm there. I don't I don't think I even got their names, but they were nice. They were older women. It's a great time. The concert started super late. I mean I won't say super late. Oh, okay guys, let me let me go to this whole phone situation. This is about to be. Um, so obviously I'm a Bruno super fan. And I follow him on Twitter, and I follow other fans on Twitter, and I have, like, a whole Stan Twitter account. And so I've seen plenty of his concerts and stuff and videos on Twitter. And in so many of them, he's like, put your phones away. (laughs) I don't want to see these phones. For this concert, he actually took our phones. Now, a lot of you might be saying, no, that's not legal. You can't, like, take people's phones. But he didn't take them away, but he took them away. Because we put them in these special cases. They're called yonder cases. Y-O-N-D-R. And you put your phone in the case, and then they close it. And you can't open that case. Like, it's a special 
magnet or something that you have to open in the lobby. They keep the thing to open it in the lobby outside. You can't open it when you're in the venue. So you can't record anything. You can't take any pictures while you're inside. It's kind of sad, but, like, I think it helps the whole experience. You just can't take any pictures. Do you feel like you cherish the moment a little bit more since you didn't have your phone to, like, be recording and taking videos? Probably, yeah. Because I think if I had had my phone, I still definitely think I would have cherished the moment. But... I also would have been recording so much. Like, my phone probably would have never turned off. Like, I would have just been recording the whole thing. Halcyon Uh, is, like, the Snapchat story queen. She's lost (laughs) her game in these last few years. But I have to say, during some of my darkest moments in college, I could always look to Halcyon's Snapchat story to make me smile. And when I found out that her phone was going to be taken during this concert, I literally like felt her pain because I was so sad because I was so excited to see you during the concert because I just knew it would have been like the best story ever to watch oh my gosh that warms my heart I love that but even though she didn't get to snapchat at the concert her story was still amazing and I just there's one there's this one clip in her snapchat story when she's talking she's like so Halcyon likes to like sit down and really like talk like she'll talk on her snapchat story for a long period of time and I watch it all I watch every single bit of it I, I rarely skip unless she's really going on about something <laughs> but she was sitting back and she said his opening song was 24 karat magic so I've got to put my uh, pinky finger up to the moon baby and I like the joy that filled the room when I saw that I was laughing so hard I was like oh my god this is like perfect like I need this video for the rest of my life like I wish I had my old phones to show how many screenshots I have of Halcyon stories during college because they were just always so like funny and they just like made me laugh so I just had to mention that beautiful i looked at my story that day and it was like 53 screenshots i was like oh my god (laughs) but they were all Haley. yeah it was a screen recording like i screen recorded it so i could have it i wanted to at the end of the podcast i wanted to tweet that video because it's so funny i love it it's just so cool beautiful Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. But there were a lot of highlights in that Snapchat story, and you talked a lot about his performance and things that surprised you during it, which I thought was really interesting and kind of a good take. Like, I like that you, like, gave it that to your audience on Snapchat. (laughs) Beautiful. Yes, because, I mean, people come see it for themselves, so I had to give my own critiques. Um. So I'll just go through some of the stuff I went through in my Snapchat story that day. Like, I know, I've known this for a while that Bruno Mars isn't tall. (laughs) He's like (laughs) five foot five. So to see him come out on stage and be short, I wasn't surprised at all. I would have been surprised if he had looked taller because I would have been like, what? This is not what I was expecting. (laughs) But what did surprise me is how, like, thin he is, like, Obviously, he's not fat. If you've ever seen Bruno Mars on videos, on screens or whatever, he's obviously not a fat man. But he just looks like, I don't know, like regular size. He doesn't look skinny or like thin. But the night, August 6th, when I saw him, he looked super thin. I was surprised. Hmm. Surprised, for sure. I mean, but I still love him. 
and like also you know like you i've been listening to him for literally 10 years his beautiful voice so i know he's a good singer but i don't know sometimes live you're you're expecting they're not expecting but you will be able to give that grace if they don't sound as good as they do on like a studio track mm-hmm. but bruno sounded the same he sounded amazing maybe even better like i was standing up the whole concert but there were moments when he started singing that i literally had to sit down (laughs) and take it all in that this is what i'm experiencing right now like he did a little bit of when i was your man and his vocals on that were going crazy i literally had to like take a minute and just sit down and be like wow the talent here the talent impeccable Yeah, so so I clearly loved it, and I met this person on Twitter. I, I I won't say I met her, but like we conversed a little bit on Twitter, and she actually has the whole set list right here, so I can go through that. Because the crazy thing is, like my critique, what I said about the concert is that it was super short. It was less than two hours long. However, if you look at the um set list he did so many songs Mm. he really he did so many and so he started off with 24 karat magic like Healy mentioned amazing just because I just felt like 24 karat magic is one of his super iconic songs and it's a great way to kick off a concert because it's such an upbeat like fun amazing song Mm. then he did finesse which is one of my personal faves I mean, I guess everything is my personal fave, but <laughs> I love Finesse. He did Treasure, which really shocked me, because I love Treasure. Treasure but... was a hit. Treasure was a big hit when it came out. Oh, it was? Yeah, it was huge. See, I didn't think that. I didn't think people were, like, didn't know Treasure as much as they knew the others. No, it was just before, the like, 24 Karat Magic's time. It was, like, when did that yeah, come Yeah, out? it was yeah. on Jukebox. Mm-hmm. crazy crazy but then after that he did perm which was another shocking one to me because i didn't think people appreciated perm the way that they should <laughs> yeah after perm it was calling on my lovelies calling on my lovelies is one that i had to sit down <laughs> calling on my lovelies was one where he did a whole performance like he really Because, okay, you know the part in Calling All My Lovelies, like the studio version, where he's on the phone with Halle Berry? Sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so when he did that at the concert, he started, he was talking about, um, I don't know, then he, he broke out into Wake Up in the Sky. He was like, the ladies love luxury. That's what they, oh, oh my gosh, he. I don't, I don't even have words thinking about it. It just makes me so jovial. But I, oh, so calling on my lovelies, amazing. Then the next one that came on, I had to represent. I had to represent so hard because the next one that came on was Chunky. And mm-hmm. I had all my Chunky earrings. And he was like, put your hands in the air if you got a big booty. And I, was like, <laughs> I just felt so happy. I just loved it. I just loved it. I love that song so much. He did um um Versace on the floor. Ugh. 
I kind of saw that one coming. Not going to lie. Because Versace on the floor was huge. Mm-hmm. If you put Zendaya in the music video. It's going to be big. <laughs> it's going to be big. He did That's What I Like. Mm. Which is another one I expect. The crazy thing about it, I think, is 24 Karat Magic as an album was pretty short. It was nine songs. Yeah. But out of those nine songs, he performed seven of them at the concert. Like, he really did it. Wow. He even did a little bit of Please Me, which threw me for a left ball. Is that what it's called? Curveball? What? Curveball? Yeah, sure. Yes. Because it's not like I forgot about Please Me, but I kind of forgot about Please Me. And when he started singing it, I was like, whoa, this song. And then it's like recent. It's definitely one of his more recent ones because I remember it came out my sophomore year in college. Didn't it go like finesse then please me? Oh, really? Like the finesse remix with Cardi B and then please me? That would make sense. I feel like that's how it went. I don't remember. Yeah, they do. They do nice things together. (laughs) And um, that sounded strange. Yeah. (laughs) It's supposed to sound like that. Then one of his uh, backup singers sang a little bit, and that was nice. They they did, um, oh, I'll get there later. Okay, never mind. Let me not get ahead of myself. <laughs> he sang Marry You, which is another one. Like, I feel like every song on Doo-Wops and Hooligans, I associate it with something from my childhood because it came out when I was so long. So when I heard Marry You, it took me back to when I was, like, 11 years old, and it was just a beautiful experience. Runaway Baby is also on Duops and Hooligans, and it was by far one of my favorites. It's, I remember breaking my iPod to that song. Like, I ran cross country in high school, and I was listening to Runaway Baby, and I dropped my iPod, and it broke, but I was listening to Runaway Baby as it happened. <laughs> it was a beautiful experience. Beautiful. Oh, then, then, oh, baby, this was one of my favorite parts, because he was like, let me go back in the archives and see how much you guys know. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get every single thing right. And I really thought, in my head, I was like so expecting him to do some of this unreleased music that's on YouTube. And I was going to be singing along because I was like, no one else is going to know Dance in the Mirror. No one else is going to know, like, uh, what's the name of that song? Who is? <laughs> Perfect, you know? And I was like, this is all me. This is all me right here. But he, he didn't do those songs. But he did go back in the archives, and he played, um, you know, the song by Sheila Green, Forget You, mm-hmm. where Bruno Mars wrote it. And so he played that one. But he didn't say Forget You, you know. He said the other version of the song, the more explicit one. But I won't say that on the podcast, but I was singing <laughs> along that night. I'll put it like that. And Halsey does not usually sing cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then he did Young, Wild, and Free. Oh, I was so happy. I was so happy. I, I don't remember exactly what year that song came out, but I remember I was young, and I just felt like, I feel like I was in middle school when yeah. Young, Wild, and Free came out, too. And it was such a vibe. It was literally a vibe. Mm-hmm. And so he did that one. He did Grenade. Which, like I said, when you, like, in the beginning, when you start finding your own music, I think it's a totally, like, different experience than what you listen to when you were just listening to your parents' music as a kid. Right. And he sang Grenade. And I think Grenade is really, like, that first Bruno Mars song 
that I said, this is, this is something I like. This isn't something I've been conditioned to like or something that I listen to because my parents listen to it. Like, this is something I like and I'm going to claim this is my music. And that's what Grenade was for me. So when he did Grenade, like, I just wanted him to keep singing it. I just wanted him to go longer and longer because it's not like he sang the whole song. He just did, like, a portion of it. And I think Grenade, I felt, like, emotional because... It's an emotional song. That, too. It is an emotional song. Wow. Amazing. Um, He did Nothing on You, which... I just feel like we forget about that song sometimes, and it's like, wait, how? Like, how do you forget about nothing on you? It's just so fucking good. And then the opposite of the archive, he moved to, like, the newer stuff, and he did a snippet of Leave the Door Open for us. I was so happy because I was so expecting him to sing a little bit of skate. He didn't. Spoiler alert. There was no skate, but he did a little bit of Leave the Door Open, and... I was just happy. Um, then, <laughs> this was funny. He was like, yeah, those are songs people don't really know that I wrote and sang and stuff. But here's another song that people don't know I wrote. And he starts playing on the piano. And it's a whole new world from Aladdin. And I was geeked. I was like, you did not write that. And he was like, I didn't write that, but I will sing it. <laughs> and then they started singing a whole new world from Aladdin. It was the cutest freaking thing in the world mm-hmm. and then it was when i was your man which just like i was saying the vocals crazy crazy that's when you didn't even really need to be standing up dancing because i mean you know when i was your man like it's not a dance song you sit down and listen and take it in and you take in the whole experience you're just like i can't believe what my ears are experiencing right now like mm-hmm. this how can he do this this is amazing and how does he do it on like a regular weekly basis like back to back to back to like wow just wow <sighs> and then what is l-o-o-h i don't know oh locked out of heaven he did locked out of heaven that was okay. good yeah, I like I like Locked Out of Heaven. Um, and then the last song of the night, or so we thought was the last song of the night, was Just the Way You Are. And I like 110% knew Just the Way You Are was going to have to be there because that is like the song that people associate with Bruno Mars. Or at least in his early career, it's the song that people associated with Bruno Mars. And I think it's the one that made him really big. Yeah. So... it's impossible I think it would be impossible for Bruno Mars to do a performance a concert and not do just the way you are so he did that and then he was like done quotation marks (laughs) the curtain went down and like they left and the woman sitting beside me was like there's no way he's done he can't leave he cannot leave without doing uptown funk there's no way he can do uptown funk and I was like you're probably right. You might be right. And I was also like, he's definitely just not done in general because this has not, this has been so short. And then she was right. This was right. He came back <laughs> out and he did Uptown Funk. And I was like, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Loved it. I can't believe he didn't do Young Girls. I love that song. Really? I think I would have been 
very shocked if he had done Young Girls. Or Talking to the Moon. I feel like that song is, like, trending on TikTok right now. Yeah. Okay, so like I said, I was there August 6th, that Friday night, and this girl who I met on Twitter, she, we were talking, and she went back to the concert again Saturday night. She spent, like, $700 on a ticket so she could be closer to the front. And in her Twitter thingy, she said he played a little bit of Talking to the Moon on Saturday night. Mm. But I wasn't there Saturday night. Yeah. But I was like, that makes sense because of TikTok right now. It seems like it was a good concert, though. It was like a good mix of all of his songs. Yes, it was amazing. He had like three outfit changes. What? Yes, he had three outfit changes. He was dancing. Oh my gosh, he was dancing like James Brown in some parts. <laughs> I. Ugh. What did the set he look was, like? Mm, I don't know. Like his brother was there. Eric was there, the drummer, you know. Uh-huh. And the band was there. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like I can't think of how the decorations. It wasn't a lot, but I know there was fire in the back at some points. There was fire. There was confetti. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy. I wanted to go downstairs and pick up some confetti to leave, mm-hmm. take it with me, but I got distracted by trying mm-hmm. to buy a jacket, so I still didn't get any confetti, but it's okay. That's... Anyways, it was amazing. Um, Did you cry? Did I cry? Yeah. No, but there were moments I got super close to it. Like, especially when he first started, like when 24 Karat Magic was happening. Because it was all such a whirlwind for me. Because I was like, is this happening to me right now? Am I physically present? Like, somebody pinch me. Am <laughs> I standing? Am I in the same room as Bruno freaking Mars right now? Am I in the same room as Peter Jean Hernandez Jr.? Whoa. like it was unbelievable he was having conversations with the audience like right after 24 karat magic i said he did finesse which he did but before he did finesse he did a little song where he goes i took your phones away it was so cute because i mean i was upset he took my phone away but i thought it was cute that he could make a little song little joke about it you know i took your phones away (laughs) um so since this was your first concert like how i don't know even what to ask you but like would you do it again like were you pleasantly surprised were you like wow i want to never stop going to concerts like how did it feel oh my gosh i love that question um i i don't think i was surprised i was definitely expecting it to be amazing and it was it might have even superseded my expectations i just i was so happy to be there i don't know if any concert would be like that like i definitely want to go see bruno mars again Mm. um i think the only thing i would change about it is maybe going with like more passionate people (laughs) Mm. i feel like the people i was sitting beside like they literally didn't know anything about Bruno Mars or his music and I was just like how are you here why are you here like are you even a fan like you're not a fan I just feel like I need to be with other people who love the artist as much as I do when I go to a concert but like that's not anything about Bruno that's a lot to ask for though because like I would go with you but I'm not even close to your level 
But, like, these ladies, they didn't know. I don't know. Like, they didn't know much at all. And I feel like they didn't know that's also interesting that you say that because you went to this concert solo and I've always wanted to do that because there's so many artists that I'm obsessed with. Like I would do anything to see them, but I feel like I'm never going to be able to see them perform because I don't have friends that listen to them. So I feel like I don't want to go alone, but I feel like, how was that? Like, how was the solo traveling experience going alone to a concert? Like, would you recommend it to other young women? Yeah, I totally would. I mean, I guess, so in 2019, I studied abroad and I did quite a bit of solo travel, mm-hmm. but also not really. Like, I did my first solo travel. My I studied abroad in the fall, so it was from August to December, and I did my first solo travel in November, and I loved it so much. And then by that point, I didn't even have that much time left to like continue doing it. So when I'm now that I'm in America and I'm an adult and like I can travel and all that I'm 100% for solo travel because I feel like it's easier it's more convenient and in some ways it's more fun but really it depends on who you're traveling with of course whether it's going to be more or less fun but I personally really love and appreciate solo travel I wish I had done it earlier Mm -hmm. in my study abroad experience um but from that experience like going to Vienna, Austria by myself, it's a time in my life that I'll cherish forever and I'll never forget it. And so for this concert, I think similar situation. Like you can't you can't blame your trip being ruined on somebody else, you know? Right. Like if I, you ruin your trip, you ruin your trip. I think it's and so cool that you did that abroad and you're doing it here and you're going to these concerts and I feel like it's you're kind of inspiring me too, especially like a lot of the smaller artists that I like. It's like why not just go alone? It's just a small venue. And if you want to go, it's like stop holding back and not living your life and like doing things that you want to do just because you don't have someone to do it with. Like sometimes yourself is like your best companion. Exactly, for sure. And I also think part of that might stem from me being an only child. Like I know you say your parents call you and your brother like siblings that are only children or something like that. But you have a sibling and you grew up in a community where like, you're with other people frequently mm-hmm. like I feel like I've always been alone even during my study abroad one of my professors was like Halcyon you're a creature of solitude and that's like one of my favorite quotes because I guess it's true I'm a, I'm a creature of solitude like I enjoyed myself I enjoyed my time and I loved being at the Bruno Morris concert and the people around me said that they enjoyed me too they were like we liked watching you more than we liked watching the concert so but it's kind of dope like I think that's really cool and it's inspirational it's really cool um uh, I was having fun yeah like back in 2019 I was super hesitant to travel by myself to Mm -hmm. different countries but at some point I had to let it go like oh because I guess also you know the thing is back in November when I went to Vienna I was going to do my field study to work on research and I was actually planning on going with one of my classmates but then she later informed me that she couldn't come with me Mm -hmm. for like other reasons um but I still had to go to Vienna to do my research like I was actually going for school so I was like gotta do this myself but while I was there I had so much fun and I planned another trip to Vienna by myself because I was like 
loved it so much. And so now I can plan trips to concerts in National Harbor. Yes. Hopefully we yes. see Justin Bieber. Beautiful. And that won't have to be a solo trip. No. Um, yeah. So do you have any advice for other concert goers in general? Ooh, any advice? Bring plenty of money. Yes, that's <laughs> true. You never know that's, what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. So my advice would be bring plenty of money. Um, if you're going to a concert out of town, I'd recommend staying somewhere nearby. Mm-hmm. I spent more money this past weekend on ubers and lifts than i spent on anything else like more money than i spent on merch more money than i spent on food like my money was spent on uber and lyft so Mm -hmm. um i would recommend staying somewhere nearby maybe somewhere in the city where you can maybe take like a city bus or the metro or something like that instead of having to order cars um dress comfortably uh, you might want to take some, like, lozenges. I took some lozenges, some, like, cough drops with me because a few weekends ago when we went to the circus, me and my cousins, I was screaming at the circus a lot, and I had a sore throat afterwards. So I had to, like, really rest my vocals because I was like, I don't want to get a sore throat at the concert because I know I'm going to be screaming and singing there. So took a lot of cough drops. I don't know. I guess I would also say just, like, be aware of your surroundings like have fun but don't get too uh loose yeah that's a good word don't get too loose until you put yourself in like dangerous positions i didn't do that i'm not speaking from firsthand experience in this situation but i could see how you could easily go down that road so were you happy to be 21 at a concert i still haven't gotten to experience a concert at 21 years old are you serious? I don't think so. Whoa. Yeah, I was definitely happy to be 21 at a concert, but also when I did buy drinks, they never ID'd me. Actually, yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> when I got the thing in line, like when I was standing in line to buy my ticket and I got something to drink, that guy didn't ID me. But when I bought a, a bottle of wine at the at Shake Shack, she did ID me. But I was, yeah, definitely glad to be 21 at a concert. I remember growing up, like, when I was obsessed with One Direction, I was always so excited for there to be a reunion tour and for me to be over 21 and just to go and get blackout drunk at a One Direction concert, like, (laughs) in the front row. I don't even drink, but I was like, that, that would be, like, a top experience for me. Like, that would be amazing. But I wanted to ask, is there anything that you could, like, if you could change, like, in an ideal world, if you could change anything about your concert experience, is there anything you would change? And if so, what would it be? Yeah, if I could change anything about it, I would have been closer. I would have been on the front row. I would have been one of those people, like, at the stage with my hands up, trying to touch him. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I would change. If mm-hmm. I had, like, a thousand plus dollars to just drop on a concert ticket, then that's what I would do. Okay, here's a curveball. If you could pick between a honeymoon in like let's say Bora Bora or front row at a Bruno Mars concert what would you choose oh that's easy front row at a Bruno Mars concert I feel like I would choose front row at my favorite artist's concert also because that's just like so memorable like you know I mean like I don't wow 
That's yeah, because so I, I don't even know where Bora Bora is, so. Oh, well, maybe, like, your dream destination. That choice. <laughs> but your dream destination, like, let's say your potential partner is like, okay, this is it. These are our options. Like, your top spot. I don't know. If it's the Dubai uh, hotel that's underwater, I might choose that over a concert, but it's close. Like, it's, mm, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I really want to go to a concert. There's a hotel underwater. Yes, look it up. It's really dope. I want to go there so bad. Um, That's so cool. You should definitely look it up. It's in Dubai. I forget what it's called, but it is beautiful. And, like, there's, like, a, I think it's, like, a honeymoon suite, but it's, like, underwater. And so you open, like, your, like, pretend you're at a hotel and you open your windows. But you open the window, like, the, uh, sh the curtains, and you're underwater. And you see all these fish, like, swimming. And you're, like, it's like you're in a fish tank. It's so dope. I will, oh, I just think it'd be so cool. But there is a, apparently a rumor in a few years it's going to be completely underwater, which is not good. But um, Oh, it's not underwater already? No, like completely submerged. I thought that's how it was supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know anything about this hotel. Yeah, uh, we can look into it another day. <laughs> but I, I did want to ask also, um, this was a post-COVID concert. Like, could you feel the impact of that? Although you haven't gone to a concert before, I feel like maybe protocols or you know the delta variant is flying around so was there anything that sparked there um yeah i mean i think he even said something about it at the end that he's like or maybe it was in the beginning where he was talking about how we had taken doing shows for granted for so long but like mm -hmm. we're so happy to be back and being able to perform for you all like i feel like so many performers are saying like they would be remiss if they did a concert or a performance or anything without mentioning that but like in this post-covid not completely post-covid but in this age where we can have concerts and stuff again like just talking about how how important that is and impactful that is so even though i had been to one of his concerts prior to covid i still felt i still heard what he said and i felt that because mm -hmm. i mean even though i had been to a concert like i was still part of a world that was shut down where i couldn't even go to the uh i don't know go to school in right. prison so regardless you feel the impact 100%. and being able to go to a concert with like thousands of other people it's like wow and, and yeah, I saw I follow MGM on Twitter now, mm -hmm. and they just started their mask policy up again yesterday. So now wow. it's like mandated that you have to wear it. And it's like that was a big impact on artists. Like a lot of artists had planned to tour the year twenty twenty, and then it just stopped. And that's like something that they're so used to doing, be able to be in touch with their audience and do these shows, and it was just put on hold. And I go to maybe one to two concerts a year and I finally like at the end like beginning of 2021 it like caught up like whoa I really missed live shows you know what I mean like it's just I can't imagine how that feels for the artist also oh that's so true I didn't think about that I wonder how it feels for Bruno considering he doesn't perform <laughs> but I feel like in the past few years he has been performing a lot like I remember he was supposed to perform at a super uh super bowl after show I watched these youtubers that were like obsessed with him and they would go to a lot of his concerts and then when he was doing his Vegas day they went there but then he had to cancel a lot of his tours like a lot of his um mm -hmm. shows so maybe it yeah. did impact him um, oh definitely but I was going to ask what happened the next day because you also had to travel back home so how was that yeah so the concert 
the concert I went to was Friday night, but there was also one on Saturday night. I didn't go home until Sunday. Uh, but the next day, here's a nice little beautiful story that just it goes to show that everything happens for a reason, I guess, mm. is the moral of the story I want to get to. So, obviously, I bought a little bit of merch at the concert. I bought a Bruno Mars t-shirt. Um, I wore it the next day, that Saturday. I went out to brunch. I went to this restaurant in the harbor called a uh, public house, mm. but I had really bad customer service there, so I didn't order anything. I just left. Plus, they didn't have the food I wanted. Like they had a super limited menu, and I wanted brunch, and they weren't serving brunch, and mm-hmm. yada yada yada. Long story short, I left, and I went to this other restaurant called Society. It's also on the harbor. It's like four minutes away, four minute walk away from the first place I was at. Customer service was amazing. They were super nice, like, great people. I loved it. I got the eggs Benedict. They were delicious. Uh, just all around a wonderful experience. And then after I finished eating there, I said, I walked past a Starbucks, and just, like, on a whim, I went inside. I didn't even really want any coffee, but I was like, I want some coffee. I don't know. It was one of those feelings. So I went in Starbucks, and I get in line. And then this other man comes in Starbucks, and he gets in line behind me. And he sees my shirt that says Bruno Mars, and he goes, oh, did you go to the concert? Are you going tonight? And I was like, I went to the concert last night, yeah. And he was like, oh, how'd you like it? What'd you think? And I was like, oh, my gosh, it was amazing. I just love Bruno Mars so much. (laughs) He's going crazy, like, telling this man in Starbucks who I don't know about my experience at the concert. And then he reaches in his pocket. And he pulls out something, and he hands it to me, and it's a guitar pick with Bruno Mars' name on it. What? And I was like, ah, how did you get this? Like, what? What's happening right now? And he was like, I work for Bruno Mars. And I was <gasps> like, ah! What? I was screaming. I was, like, going insane. Like, I was wearing a mask because I was in Starbucks, so he couldn't see my face, but I was going crazy underneath i was like what what are you talking about you work for bruno mars and he was like yeah we're actually heading over there right now to go set stuff off like he's he's a sound guy or something like that i was like wow i was speechless at that point like i didn't know what else to say it was crazy but then when i left i was like i should have followed them but then i thought about it and i was like maybe i shouldn't have like it's probably a good thing i did not follow them when they left starbucks but i don't know i just thought that was a crazy experience and so now i have like a guitar pick with bruno mars's name on it and i'm like bruno mars is about to make me he's about to really increase my skill level because now i feel like i need to learn how to skate because <laughs> song skate. now i need to learn how to play the guitar because i have a guitar pick with bruno's name on it like everything did you know that when i went to my first one direction concert my dad like drove me and Donya up to DC and him and Grant were waiting outside for us because they had just like went around DC and waited for a while but then all of a sudden before the concert someone comes up to them they're waiting outside the um the Washington National Stadium and gives them two tickets and it's someone who works for One Direction (gasps) and they came in and they sat like at the same level where we were but just further down and all of a sudden like through the concert, I'm getting these pictures from my dad saying that him and my brother are in it. And, like, some old lady took pictures of them at the concert. And Grant was so excited. Like, so he could say his first concert. He was, like, three, maybe five. 
his first concert was like one direction like his first real one i was like that is insane my dad always has like the best luck and stuff like that like stuff like that always happens to him but i was like whoa and so i was wondering if the guy was gonna offer you a ticket but you were like going home or something That would have been so freaking awesome if he had, like, given me tickets for, again, that Saturday night. Because it's not like I had plans for that Saturday night. I didn't do any. I mean, I ended up going to a comedy show, but that also wasn't planned prior to. If I had had Bruno Mars tickets, I would have been going to see Bruno Mars. But that's still so cool that you got the pick. That's awesome. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that how that happened. You should, like, put it in your phone case or something. Like, get a clear phone case, put it in there. <gasps> That's so smart. So then that's like the, you could also put it behind the apple. So it's like, that's the logo and it says Bruno Mars on it. So it's like his phone. You know what I mean? Like, I think that could be really cool. Oh, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. My phone case is already clear. So like, oh, just toss it up. Like, yeah. Keepsake. Yes. That's so amazing. I'm so happy you had a great experience. Yes, I did. It was amazing. Do you have any more thoughts about your concert? Anything else you want to share before we end it? Um, I don't know. I think, no. No, that's all I'm going to say. Like, you leave it on a high. Definitely, leaving on a high. I don't have any negatives. That's amazing. Like, I guess, like I said, my only negative is that it was super short, but okay, it's not really a negative. And uh, here's to more concert stories and more, like, stepping outside of our comfort zone and solo traveling in the future. Like, yeah. let's put that out there in the universe. I literally put down on my stars, like, the next concert I'm going to see is Todrick Hall. Because Todrick Hall tickets are, are way more affordable. You I love Todrick Hall. Who, me or you? Y- you. Oh, I like you said, I love Todrick Hall, but you said, I love Todrick Hall. Yeah. yeah. I do. And his tickets, bro, I can get a front row seat, VIP access, all that for Todrick Hall for less than I paid for like a balcony seat <laughs> Bruno Mars. i'm literally planning if anthony ramos uh comes out with tickets my friend lives in new jersey right now i would l- take the subway to new york to go see him i'm not kidding i want to see him in concert in new york so bad oh my god i would do anything yeah i thought it'd be I, so much fan. fun what i'm a fan yeah love I love Anthony Ramos, and I love Bruno Mars, and to me, Anthony Ramos is like a baby Bruno Mars. Uh, no, no. They're There's completely so different. I call, like, baby Bruno Mars. Like, I call Anthony Ramos baby Bruno no. Mars. No! I call the baby Bruno Mars. No! They're so I different. Like, baby Miguel. I call Miguel, like, baby Bruno Mars. I think Miguel's older than Bruno Mars. I don't care. He's still, like, a baby. I feel like the, all those artists are so different. well we'll see you guys next week i hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast don't forget to choose don't forget to choose love it miguel is younger oh wow 